This is Hawkside Guns Podcast. Hello and welcome to Hawkside Guns. This uh, we've had a lot go on this week with both Jake and I. I started off first by losing my mind. <laughs> I think it was like Tuesday. It was like Monday or Tuesday of this past week as is being recorded. And I, I stopped in with a friend to in Texas, I guess I should stop and tell you this in Texas. Uh, the further out you go, the the more likelihood that you're going to run across a rural gun shop. And when I say rural, I mean like it's in a little strip mall with the gas and go and the florist shop little thing you know a chiropractor and stuff like that and at the end there'll be like a little gun shop and it may be i don't know 500 square feet i mean like nothing well that 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 doesn't sound like a rural gun shop to me that just sounds like that's a a small little bitty one in texas So I, I was stopping with a friend who wanted to buy. He found this rifle he wanted to buy and for deer season this later on this year, and he wanted me to look it over and see if it was too badly messed up that I couldn't fix the stock or if there was anything loose or, you know, if it was glass bedded or if it was a free-floating barrel. He didn't really know, so he wanted me to go and check it out, which is no problem. People take it. It's, let's go to a gun shop, Sean. Like, you don't have to, like, there's no more convincing that has to be done after that sentence. So we go, we arrive and we look at the gun. It's a nice gun, you know. So, so really, you want me to go to one of my favorite places in the entire world? Yeah, exactly. And look and handle the pretty guns and and talk about guns and 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 play with them. Yeah, sure. Yeah, it's, uh, twist my arm. So that's what we did, and it was a nice old Weatherby, and he wound up getting it and and everything. It was no problem. But in the side, in this little bitty case, it was like a little, little bitty, like used to be like a little Cheerio case, you know, or, or like a little China case or something like that. Uh, just kind of one of those end stack ones where it's tall but thin. On this little glass shelf was a Beretta Cheetah. Which has been your golden unicorn for a while. For a little bit. Because, well, <clears throat> depending on who you ask... Beretta really isn't producing a whole lot of these, uh, and Beretta USA is not producing any of them. And they, you know, what the ones they do produce are more for like military outfits or police outfits or something like that. Um, they're not really produced. Beretta's really not producing a lot of these for export anymore. And the ones you do get in the United States are more a big batch from a trade-in or, or, you know, a police force has switched to something else and, and you get old military or old police guns or something like that. But that's all you really get. So the circulation of them is kind of reduced. Also add to the fact that they're highly prized and highly collectible and nobody really turns them over. Once you have one, you don't really sell it because A, they're very difficult to replace and B, they're just sweet uh, you don't run across even in texas you don't rich this is a very non-texas gun right like finding one of these in texas is very difficult it's not big caliber you can find a you can throw a stick and hit a beretta 92 or a, an m9 but uh, well, uh, well you're in texas and you're fooling with 380 and uh, forgive my toxic masculinity but you're male yeah <laughs> yeah 
and <laughs> they um, they view that as woman's gun down here. They really well, do. I, I'm sure at some point, somewhere along the line, somebody's going to see that and go, well, isn't that cute? Oh, I'm sure. Right before I put a bullet in you. you know? <laughs> 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 I mean, I mean, that's just the point. Like, you put Hornady Critical Defense in a 380, and that's that's a, a low-grade, ballistically, a low-grade 9mm. For all intents and purposes, a ballistic tip, low grade, high nine millimeter. Now it isn't. Now, of course, you know the argument can be made. You know, especially by the arrogant guy on YouTube, which shall not be named, who gets a lot of his opinions from the uh, firearms instructor Clint Smith. If you've never seen Clint Smith, he is a character, old, old grizzled cop who who teaches firearms stuff and has very strong opinions about everything, which makes sense that arrogant guy on YouTube has a lot of the positions that he does right because he was trained by this dude or at least went to a lot of his classes a lot of people don't really think now 380 has been fine and i have no problem with that uh of course a nine millimeter is stronger ballistically yeah yep especially when you start getting into nine miller nine millimeter plus p and and like these overpowered rounds in nine millimeter which they have tons of now yes of course a nine millimeter is always going to be stronger but uh you can get a hot 380 round and it does just fine, which I love the 380 caliber. I love the, th- the size of the 380 weapons. They're just they're just great great for me. So <sighs> I've been after a cheetah for a while now. And, and just for perspective, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, because it's been probably about a year since I've had a cheetah in my hands. Is it's about physically very similar in size to something like a Walther PPK, correct? Yeah. Yeah, it's a li- it's a touch bigger than a Walther PPK, but so, it's about that size. Yeah. So the point I'm making is, it's not like a Ruger LCP pocket gun. No, it's not. It's it's a full quote unquote full sized, uh, 380. Okay, you can carry it concealed, but just barely. You know, uh, now in Texas, I don't have to worry about that. I can carry it open. I can carry it concealed. It doesn't really matter. But yes, you, you, it's, it's not an LCP or, or a Taurus Spectrum or one of those, you know, the micros or something like that. It is, it is, for all intents and purposes, a full size, if such a thing can be said, a full size 380. And, um, it, it's basically, if you, if you want to think of it this way, it's a shrunk down Beretta 92. And it has almost all the same features and all that thing, uh, all that kind of thing. But I've been wanting one for a while because the the Beretta 92 is a fantastic gun. It, it I shoot it well. It's very well mannered. It's very it's very accurate. It's it's just a great gun. It's just not the caliber I wanted. It's I really wanted the Beretta Cheetah. And, and I'm as much as I have said in the past that I am not a Beretta guy. My favorite three guns right now are all Berettas. So go figure. <laughs> you know, I shoot an AS or an A300 Ultima. And my two favorite pistols are a Cheetah and a 92FS. It's very difficult for me to say I'm not a Beretta fan, but I've been I've been chasing one of these for a while, and I finally they don't turn over very much. You don't find them much down here, and, and sometimes somebody wants an obnoxious amount of money for it. <laughs> yeah, and I walk into this store, and there is now it's let me stop this story so I can tell you the story. Beretta is one of those makers that when they make a firearm, they upgrade it a lot, right? And instead of saying just new, you know, that we've made improvements, you know, this is this, this is this, or changing 
whatever, they just make another model number. So there is a dizzying array of Beretta Cheetahs, uh, or the 81 series, as they're more correctly called, I guess. Uh, they weren't really called Cheetahs until, I think, 95, though, mid to late 90s is when they were, were really started putting, you know, the serial number started with CHE, Cheetah, and they, they were marketed in the U.S. at least as a Cheetah. Uh, until then, is starting in 1975, they were modeled as the Beretta 81 series. And it goes all the way from 81 to 89. There, and there is every kind of configuration for this thing. Uh, some are double stacked, some are single stacked, some have a, a decocker, some do not. Some have, some have a trigger cutoff if the magazine's not in it, others do not. Uh, so, some come in 22 long rifle, 32 or 380. Some have a longer barrel. Some have a bull barrel. Some have a Picatinny rail on top for target shooting. Some have wood grip. Some have plastic grip. Some have a rounded trigger guard. Some have a squared trigger guard. Some have serrated back straps. Some of them don't. Some have a serrated trigger. Some of them don't. Some of them are blued. Some of them are black. Uh, uh, There's so many differences between 1975 to recently. I I don't know exactly. Beretta claims they still make them, but you can't get a good estimate out of them for how many they like, how many did you make this year? You know, some <laughs> more than two, <laughs> well, you know how Beretta is. Uh, ciao. You know, like, they don't care. <laughs> That's kind of like going up and asking how many Ferraris did you make this year? Uh, not, much... not to saying dollars and cents wise. I'm talking about the general attitude by the manufacturer. Yeah, exactly. Like how much money do you have? <laughs> how many would you like? <laughs> you know, would you like number 250 of 250? And the thing is, is that if you're actually looking for a Beretta Cheetah, then you are not an overprivileged weenie. Yeah. <laughs> you would be a connoisseur, sir. <laughs> nice pull. You would not be a self-indulgent wiener. You would be a connoisseur. Oh, I got the, okay, I got the quote a little wrong. Couldn't remember it all. <laughs> Fent has the part, the part I always remember is him just standing going, yes, this one, this one. I saw three of these outside the club. Yeah. Yes, yes, this is the one. This is the one. I saw three of these outside of Starbucks just last week. <laughs> now, if I had, and I can't remember the Kari days, I wouldn't be a self-indulgent wiener. You would be a kind of sore, sir. <laughs> exactly. What else do you have in the warehouse? Uh so I, I was, I was looking for a, a 81 series in 380. I would prefer it to be one of the later ones. So like, uh, somewhere like 1988, 87, you know, 87, 88 is when they changed from the actual bluing to the black finish, like the modern, uh, uh, 92s and M9s have now. Uh, I like Kinda that. like the nitride finish or whatever it is. Yeah, or exactly. Like that. It's, yeah, it's that black nitride stuff. Um, it's not the actual blued finish that kind of fades. Now, my father would, uh, of course, prefer walnut grips and a blued finish. And if I, if this was a play gun, I would, I would prefer that too. But it's not. It's going to be a working gun. I'm going to carry this. And we'll go more into that in a second. But this is going to be a carry gun. It's going to remain totally blacked out. I would like it to be very rugged. I would like it to be just like my M, uh, not my M9, my 92, just smaller, right? 
So I was like, okay, I, I would like that finish. I would like the black grips, you know, because you, you can't really, I can't really hide a 92. It's too damn big. I could, I could make this work. So I, that's, that's kind of what I was looking for. A later model. The collectible ones for Beretta is the, the 81 and the 84, especially the 84 BB, because uh, the BBs and the 81 uh, are double stack. They don't have the trigger cut off the safety zone or the magazines, uh, or not the safety, but uh, if the magazine's out of it, they don't have the the trigger cut off. So you can so fire basically one you're chamber. saying you get the double stack one without the um, magazine cut off is the one you were wearing. It basically meant you were looking for the one that was actually useful. Well, I was looking for any of the black ones. Now, what I got was the 85F, which does have the things I was looking for, except it's single stack, which I was like, eh, you know what? That's okay. But it does have the decocker, which I very much prefer. I, I have to admit, I, I as much as I'm capable of doing the whole hold the hammer and pull the trigger and gently let it slide back, it freaks me the hell out to have to do that. It does too. Call me a wuss, but I really wanted one with a decocker, right? I'll take the, the I'll take the ammo shortage. Give me a damn decocker because I don't want to. Yeah, like you're saying, I don't want to like sweat letting the hammer down, right? Because this is a hammered fired handgun. So um, and, and and I will say that most Berettas I've come across that are even remotely close to recent, the safety and the decocker are one one and the same. Yeah. No, it is. And and it is. You just pop the if it's if you've got the hammer back and you you pop the thing uh, uh pop the safety on, it will decock the weapon. So I I that was like the biggest coolest thing on the Bursa that I really liked was the decocker and I really I knew that the 85 and I think uh the the 85F, the 85FS and I think the uh 82 or maybe it's the 87, all had the decocker, and that's really what I wanted. Whether it was dual stack or not, I, I'll, I'll learn to live. But I wanted black and the decocker, and this had both. So I was like, okay, let's and be I can hear you playing with it in the oh, background. Yeah, I am sorry. I've been playing. <laughs> it's been sitting in my lap all week. So basically you've been stroking your new toy. Oh, my God, dude. It's bad. I have not had this much fun with a pistol. I don't, I never, never. I've been playing. It is constantly, I've practiced. Like I get up, I take my shower and everything. And then I go find the box, you know, where's, where's the box. So this thing was in, it's, okay. So all that story to tell you this, I back to the, the, the gun shop where I bought it. I found it and I immediately text Jake hoping, kind of hoping that he talked me out of it, but I knew he wasn't going oh, to. Oh, hell no. <laughs> And I'm like, dude, I found one. Well, yeah, okay, wait a minute. Now, I will say that I was friendly enough to basically say that at the price they wanted for it, it wasn't worth it. That is true, and it absolutely wasn't. They wanted, I think it was six seventy-five for it, and I'm like, well, you're smoking crack. <laughs> like, it's not happening. I'm not doing that. This isn't worth that, right? It's not like that's more than a brand new ninety-two FS or an M9. It's it's way no, no. But what frustrated me, and sometimes, and I don't know how your gun shop works, but I hate these little gun shops that do this. Like, there's a guy in the back that owns the place, and obviously, he's setting the price, and he's in charge. But he wouldn't come out to talk to me. 
So he sent the kid, what I call the kid, he's probably 35, 40, but, but younger than me, obviously younger than me. He kept, the kid kept going to the, like a car dealership or something. The kid kept going in the back and talking to him and then coming back out with a new price. And I'm like, just bring him out here. Like, let me talk to him. No, he didn't want to do that. <laughs> so, uh, it, usually what you can find in the, um, the, the store where I've worked is, is, um, now, when it comes to new firearms that have been purchased from the um, the, the warehouse, those have a price because that's there's what a they percentage are. markup and yeah. et cetera, et cetera. For anything that is um, pre-owned, it has the list price for it, and underneath it, it has what we're willing to accept for it. Yeah, this didn't have that. It had the I, uh, well, I, well. But that being said, obviously, you don't show that to the customer, right? But at the same time, there's a it lets you know how much wiggle room you have. Right, and you know how much you get is how good a salesman you are, basically, and how much the other guy wants the gun. Other person, I should say, uh, wants the gun. So, I, but I'm I'm sitting there negotiating with him. I'm like, oh, there's no way in hell I'm paying six seventy five for this. There's like it's not worth that. I could go out and buy a brand new ninety two for less than. In fact, I did buy a brand new. 92 recently and it was not this much uh no one a lot less than that but it was still <laughs> it's like 25 dollars less than that but still and i'm texting with jake and he's like yeah dude you you got to bring him down on that and just walk away leave your number and walk away well you know it's one of those ones because i've seen it happen before because the other thing we get at the store is consignment stuff that we didn't set the price for at all sure the uh, and, and so and once again you still got the same thing this is what we um what he's asking for for it this is what he or she is willing to accept for it and then every once in a while you get an offer that's below that and the answer is usually no but give me your telephone number because if the guy can't get what he wants at some point, he may come to his senses. Yeah, at, you know, a couple of months down the road, he's st- that thing's still sitting there. And and I realize that that could be a thing, too, and, and they may not have a choice or whatever. But what's really frustrating me is the guy keeps going back in the back and talking to the old man, and I hear them muttering back and forth. You know, and then he comes back out, oh, man, all I can do is this. And I'm like, okay, well. You know what? An, an, an interesting aside that actually bears on on a similar concept. Did you remember me telling you about the Father's Day, Henry? Yes. Okay. Did that finally the, sell? No, the owner finally <laughs> just kind of claimed it as his own and took it home. <laughs> yeah, that was a bad because idea. Because I kept looking. I'm going, what are you? What? What, what are you? Are you going to? Re-? He's like, I can't. Write, you know, I this is what for what I paid the the wholesaler for it. I can't bring it down anymore you know like he's like oh, i think i'm just gonna take it home <laughs> happy father's day to you man <laughs> i don't know what you're thinking but I mean, okay it's, it's, it, it, i was just wondering the, the, just the the logic of that it, okay you're gonna write happy father's day on the side of it perfect but you're gonna put a date on it which means that if it's after that date no one's buying it <laughs> right like you've missed the window man like, yeah, like you're saying, if you're going to put a Happy Father's Day on it, no problem. Even if you want to put a date on that, hey, we have an engraver on standby. We can put the date on it. We can even put his name on it for an extra this much money, right? Okay, I might even take advantage of that if it, if it was something I was buying for my dad. You know, like, okay, this might be cool. I have to bond. I hope you miss every shot you take. You know, love, son. You know, I mean... <laughs> 
that's worth that's worth it you know like okay 50 75 bucks for for engraving yeah no problem but <laughs> putting the date on it is just a terrible idea um they've probably learned that by now but who knows uh but i i just i i couldn't we couldn't get there and i was well below what i mean i started at 425 yeah, but even then, you ha- what you had in your mind is coming to the middle. You were working the uh, negotiating game. What you yes. had in your mind working towards the middle was, in my opinion, quite reasonable. Yeah, I was like, look, I have wanted one of these for a while, and it, this is basically exactly the setup I wanted. This has to be a, you know, there has to be some kind of middle ground here where you can come down enough that I can afford this thing where you're not smoking crack. Like you are in the middle of nowhere, sir. And there is not much market for you. And this firearm, like I am the only guy who's been interested in this. Cause I asked the kid, I'm like, Oh yeah. How, how many people look at that? Oh, that one. Yeah. No, 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 not many people look at that. I'm like, how long has it been here? He's like, well, uh, it's September. That means, kid, that means the kid's an idiot because he honestly, you, you know, ob- the obvious answer to that was we just got it in. I've already had 20 people asking me about it. Oh, yeah, of course. You know, but he's he <laughs> this kid was not that bright. All right. It's not <laughs> obviously either he's he's somebody's son or <laughs> or something. And he is does gives two shits about working here, you know, uh, but. Oh, I think we've had that since September. I mean, it had dust on it. I mean, there's, you, you know, nobody's handled it, right? So I'm like, okay, this has obviously been here for a while, because uh, I had to, you know, I had to blow it off, just <laughs> kind of wipe it down. Uh, so it had been there a while, but we finally, after a little while, came to an agreement. I walked out the door and got to the car. I left my number, walked out the door, got to the car. Or got to the truck, you know, I said, uh, you know, goodbye to my buddy because we took different cars there. And I got out of the parking lot and my phone rang. Hey, uh, can you come back? Why? (laughs) Just (laughs) just argue some more? Like, what what do you want to do? Well, you know, he's going to come down. I'm like, all right. You know, I swung it around, went back in. And this time the old man actually came out. And it was about like I figured. He's just like an old grizzled dude and everything. And he just, just couldn't be bothered. And, uh, I, just to be a pain in the ass, I dropped my price 15 bucks. I'm like, look, <laughs> you know, cause I was over, you know, where I wanted to be by, by five bucks. You know, I was like over what I really wanted to spend. And then I dropped it 15 and I'm like, look, that was the price before I got in the truck. <laughs> I'll be honest. I'm not, I, I'm I not spent as, that in gas getting back. Yeah, I'm like, I'm not as happy about this deal as I would have been early, about five minutes ago. You know, what's the the line from draft day? We live in a very different world than 30 seconds ago. I, I so I, I'm like, look, this is what I'll give you for it. Uh, all right. <laughs> so, and I, I did not have the money. I had to put it on a credit card. I'll be honest. Um, I, I did not have that cash. I, but I was not going to miss it for that amount of money. So he comes out and he brings this, this decrepit looking cardboard box with 10 magazines <laughs> and an instruction booklet. And I'm like, what's with the magazines? So I came with the trade in. Uh, okay. You can carry all ten, right? 
Well, I, I could, but what I'm going to do is find some place to sell them for about five bucks less than they should cost. And just sell six of them. I'll keep four and sell six, and that'll be fine. So that is my plan. So I'm going to get some money back on the gun uh, once I finally find out. Either that or I'll take a no gun show and sell them there, you know, sell them to one of the, the accessory guys or something like that, one of the guys who does magazines or whatever. And, uh, you know, just, just sell it that way and, and get them gone. Uh, but, uh, I'll probably make about a hundred bucks back off of that. So it'll, it'll eventually now what I, so I got the gun and I was very pleased with it. It's, it's a model 85 F, um, it is single stack, but it does have the decocker. It's got the black nitrate, you know, slide and the synthetic grips and everything. It's a, it actually looks a lot like my Beretta 92 arrived. Uh, but I uh I hadn't shot it yet. Uh so I it was just killing me. <laughs> it was killing me, man. So I took it out to my dad's place. I'm like, "Bona, I got the cheetah and I I got to shoot it somewhere." So he's like, "Well, bring it over. You know, let's see it." And he was very excited and everything cuz new guns are always exciting. <laughs> you know, like it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter who it's for or what it is or if you like it. New guns are always exciting. So I bring it over there. And I had probably, I don't know, 300 rounds of ammunition. So I brought 150 over to Bonus Hut Place, and we just tore it up. Uh, he's got a little back stuff out there. And just tore it up. 150 rounds, just uh, like all kinds of stuff. Square nose, round nose, hollow points, everything, just to see if it had, if it had run through the gun. It ate everything like a damn bulldog, just, blah, 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 just everything. Uh, so that was very happy. But I can honestly say this. It is... For me, the nicest firearm and the best grouping I shoot, I have shot with this. Uh, even more than the 92, even Until more the than the next person. thing you become fascinated with. Until the next thing I become fascinated with. But here's here's the thing about this that is different than some of the others. I like it so much, not only am I going to order a holster and a steel core belt i am going to get uh oh, a mag- i talked you into the steel core belt well i have to have it to carry this because this is heavier than and than i normally carry but i'm also because i'm going to get the steel core belt i'm also going to get some uh ammunition carriers so i'm going to get two magazine carriers so i'll have uh three magazines of eight plus one in the one in the pipe so uh yeah um, well, the, the, then came the part that actually kind of caught me by surprise was when you said that you were ready to let the 92 go then. Yeah, um, I ran, I probably spent as much on ammunition as I did on the firearm. Uh, that's how much I love shooting it. I have run since Tuesday close to a thousand rounds through this pistol. I love it so much that I know that this is going to be my carry. And it is going to be my main pistol, and it is, to me, better than the 92. Now, I had planned to sell the 92 so I could get money for the holster and the steel core belt and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> kind of derailed that one on you. <laughs> uh, so I was like, oh, this will work out fine. I'll go to a gun show next month, sell the extra mags, sell the 92, and I'll be ahead, right? After I sell the, the Beretta... Uh, the big Beretta and and all this stuff and buy my belt and my my holster and my mag carriers and and all that stuff I'll come out either uh, about even or ahead. And then Jake decided to prey upon what he knows <laughs> is a weakness of mine. 
because he wanted the 92, and he was like, I bet you I know how I'm going to get it. <laughs> well, I mean, once again, I mean, if you really want to talk about it in retail terms, you're coming out on the positive on this one. Oh, no, it is. It I mean, is. it's not, not, not for what I paid for it, but if you were talking retail. Retail, yes. yes. I, I'm getting the upper hand. In, in fact, if you don't like it and choose to sell it, you're actually going to come out quite well. <laughs> I don't know. I I kind of like that HK man. That thing's nice. I mean, it's it's small. It's compact. It's it's, it's oh, tight. And, and considering the way the, the how customizable the grip is and how smooth it shoots, uh, even compared to your wife's beloved Walthers, uh, and, and the fact that the grip is similar to her Walthers, don't let her touch that thing. You'll lose it. <laughs> you, no, I'm serious. You'll lose it. No, I won't. Especially never going to see it. Because especially because considering the fact that it's about the same size as the CCP, and holds ten plus one. Yeah, she's never going to see it. <laughs> she's never going to see it. She's never even going to walk in her eye line. It's going to go straight from the truck when she's not here into the, the cubby. She's never going to see it because the minute she lays eyes on that, I might have a problem. Yeah, okay. she'll uh, she'll take that one from you. Yeah, she likes the German varietals. Uh, this this is it is not something that she can ever see. But uh, the so Jake texts me and he goes, "Hey, you uh, you want to trade that ninety two for the?" I'm like, "Go on, <laughs> I'm listening." He's like, "How about that uh, HK P thirty SK?" I'm like, "Shit, I did. I was I I did. I was just looking at my phone going, shit." <laughs> It's the one thing, the one thing he knows I want. If you're going to change your mind, just let me know before we ship them. Hell no, I don't like that HK, man. This thing, that thing's awesome. See, and that's the problem. It's like, okay, so I could have two guns? I'll figure out how to pay for all this later. I'll wait a month to get my holster and my belt and all, you know, my mag carriers and stuff. So I was like, okay, I'll wait. You know, I'll just wait to get the holster and everything because I really wanted the HK. I've been drooling over that HK since you got the big P30, right? I'm like, oh, he's going to get rid of that. I got it in my hand right now. (laughs) So uh, luckily, Buona stepped in and solved my cash flow problem. Oh? Oh, yeah. And and the worst part about it is because what I I had been looking at was – trading in the SK now that I had the full-sized for they had a full-sized uh, VP9 that I was thinking <laughs> about trading for. And when all of a sudden you kind of went, because I, I, it hadn't even occurred to me that you would want to get rid of the 92 at that point. So, uh, you know, when all of a sudden you said, yeah, that'll make it for the room where the 92 goes, and it was kind of like, oh. The 92 is going? <laughs> where is it I going? Looked, I looked at that. It's yeah. like, oh, well, okay, well, that, that may make this easy because, you know, Everything even up. Nobody has to cough up any money except for shipping. Yeah, except for shipping, you know, and the and the title transfer. Well, I guess I have to do the title transfer. You work there, so you might get out of that part. But I well, I mean, I do have to do the process. They yes. they don't they don't charge me for it. Yeah, exactly. Me, it costs twenty five dollars. But you know, it's twenty five bucks, man, for the HK. We're we're gonna uh, make the sacrifice. Oh, oh uh, absolutely. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna make the sacrifice. Uh, but Buona stepped in and fixed it, so I didn't have any. Uh, cash flow problem okay so since i'm going to stop carrying the spectrum he offered because i'm gonna once i get a holster for this thing and a belt for it i'm gonna stop carrying the spectrum and he's like well when you stop carrying the spectrum i'll buy the holster and the spectrum the extra mags 
uh, all from you because I want it. And I'm like, all right, that's well, cool. There's, well, there's 250 right there, <laughs> you know, with the holster, the gun plus the holster plus the ester mags and and you know all that stuff, because uh, it's a lock leather holster. It's like a seventy dollar holster. Yeah, it's 250. We'll just call it 250 because the gun was like 190. It's been used. I've got some extra mag. I got think I three extra mags for it. Uh, the the extended ones with the pinky grip. Um, I've got two of those, a flat floor plate one, and then the the pinky grip one that came with the gun plus the holster. Uh, so I'm like, just, you know, we'll call it 250. It's fine. And he's like, done. <laughs> <You know? laughs> and uh, so that's going to solve my, my cash problem. So I'm going to come out with, uh, I'm losing two, but I'm getting two. So I'm going to come out what I'm going to consider even. And I've got two that I really wanted. Because um, I've been drooling over that at, that HK for a while. That's that like I had serious jealousy issues with with that one. That's a that's a nice freaking firearm. Do you know what the hardest part about this is going to be for me? Considering the fact that even though I decided to go with the larger one too, and and, and it, that this P30 had been my white unicorn for a while. Sure. So when I get to the store with it to tell them that it needs to get shipped to Texas, um, <laughs> I'm gonna have I'm gonna have some splaining to do. <laughs> What the hell, man? <laughs> like, wait a minute. You told us that this was the only one you were afraid you you, you worried about getting rid of, and now you, you went through all that to get it. And now, uh, really? Really? I'm hoping the new guy's working the counter <laughs> to do what I go in. Oh, I, I've already kind of started looking at them and saying, if you, you, okay, you guys have known me long enough to know that none of this actually makes any sense, so just do it. Yeah. <laughs> Look, we all know I'm not well, okay? We're all clear on that. Just ship the damn gun. I'm going to get something else. <laughs> something else is coming. Okay. It'll be here in a few days. Uh, I, dude, I'm telling you, it's, it's bad. You know, like I, I every time I, and, and shotguns are worse. I think at least for me, shotguns are worse. Pistols are awful, man. I like, I look at that and go, yeah, I'll, I'll like that. I don't like that. I like that. <laughs> oh, man. I really don't like that. Anybody like that? Anybody. Anybody got anything to trade? It's sort of like when you get that shitty thing in your lunch and you're hoping somebody else will take it. And somebody's always gaming down for, yeah, I'll trade you this for that. You know, it's like, right on. It's not this. It's not great, but it's different. You know, like, that's kind of what it is. Although I really do like the, the, the 85F, it's it's really just a, a nice pistol to shoot. Like I said, I've run about a thousand rounds through it now, uh, which is rare for me in a pistol in a week. It's it's just it's well behaved. It doesn't really have any, you know, it, it's just like a 92, only less, right? It's it, less of everything, less kick, less less recoil, um, less, less weight, less size, less capacity, uh, at least in this case. Um, all all those things, but you know. Damn, it's just nice to play with. It it really is nice to. I mean, and for me, it's about what I wanted. This this is going to be my carry for a while. I think. Um, I I don't know of anything else on the market that I really have looked at or wanted, uh, to carry. You know, um, I just I I can't think of anything right now. That doesn't mean there isn't anything. It just means I can't think of anything that I want oh, more I, than this I, right now. I, I understand where you're at. I, I went through all the different various configurations of the um, 
P365 till finally found one that I was utterly comfortable with. And it is, and I have no intentions of changing that. But does that mean that there's not going to be something at some point in life that comes along that makes me go, ooh. Yeah, exactly. You know, like I have no intentions of, of getting rid of this ever. First of all, it take a long time to replace it or find another one. Uh, now, knowing my luck, I'll run across three of them the next three gun shows and shit. But, but for the last year and a half, I haven't been able to find one. And I finally found one almost exactly what I wanted and in great shape. Uh, I sent you a picture of it. I mean, it looks fairly new. Oh, no, it's in it's in great shape. Yeah, I mean, for a 91, I mean, this, this uh, I looked up the code and it's like BA, which is 90, 1991. It's like, holy crap. You know, for for a 1991 used firearm, this is in freaking great shape. Uh, the, the the grip looked like it was at almost downright perfect. The slide looked like it might have had just the tiniest bit of uh, holster wear, but not much. Yeah, the tiniest bit. It's got a little tiny bit of holster wear at the front, and a little tiny on the on the uh, safety. That's it. I mean, not like you're saying, not much at all. And the grip is, I don't know whether he re-gripped it or something, because it's perfect. It's flawless. The grip is flawless. Absolutely flawless. It doesn't have a scratch on it. No wear, no anything. So I, I don't know whether he re-gripped this or what, but uh, it, like from 1991, what is that? Uh, almost 30, <laughs> over 30 years. God, don't do that. <laughs> I'm serious. I mean, I mean, I graduated high school in 92, dude. <laughs> I mean, that's 31 it's, years. It's bad enough that I had a birthday this week. <laughs> this is a 31-year-old pistol, and it looks almost, not quite, but almost brand new. It's tight as hell. You know, it's a lot looser now. Um after a thousand rounds through it, but it doesn't have a mark other than a little bit of holster wear, like you're saying, and a little bit of wear on the on the safety. It doesn't have a mark on it. I was like, well, hell, man. I mean, that's I don't know how I'm going to get better than that. And, and I'll and I'll even say with the holster wear that if I wasn't looking for it, I probably wouldn't have noticed it. Yeah, you would notice because a you deal with these all the time and you're trained to see that, and b you know like we buy used guns like a lot, <laughs> so it's like these are the things you look for. If you're just looking at it, you're not going to see it. I mean, you, you know where to look for, you know, the high points and the, and the points that stick out, you know. But that, That's not to say that you and I are both aren't in that OCD boat of that one thing that will drive you apeshit, though. Oh, yeah. If it, like, had a scratch on the slide or a big dent in it somewhere or a scratch on the grips or something, I'd be fixing that. But honestly, I'm going to put this holster wear right back on it when I put it in a holster. So I'm like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> I sent our friend Beef a picture of a uh, kitchen where the oven, and the stove and the hood were not lined up properly. Oh, God, that'd kill him. <laughs> he would not he be start, able to deal with it. He, start, he started, he texted me back. I, I don't think this would bother me that much. And then texted me about two seconds later going, yeah, but I didn't get through typing that before it bothered me. <laughs> That is the most OCD man I have ever met. I, I, he's one of the few people in this world who I who actually out OCDs me. I mean, like I have been to his house and it is immaculate. It is immaculate. He will be cleaning up. He will he'll be cleaning up dinner while he's cooking it, and then before he can eat, he must do the dishes. I mean, this is. It it is excessive. So just a little bit of holster wear, 
wouldn't bother me. It would make him insane. (laughs) (laughs) Like it wouldn't like it has to be one or the other with him. It either has to be trashed. Therefore, it is patina and fine or flawless. There is nothing in between. Right. For him, there is nothing in between. He cannot abide anything else. It either must be crap, in which case, oh, it's just junk and I can use this now, or it must be and be kept flawless. Like I looked, uh, he's got uh, a revolver and I saw it one time and I swear to God. Uh, it, it's sort of like Cameron's dad. Like he wipes it with a diaper. Like it has. It's it's twelve years old. He's probably had eight hundred rounds through it. And he, it's it's it looks like he just took it out of a box. You know, just perfect from the factory, new. You know, there's a little bit of powder wear and residue on the front of the uh, front of the cylinder. That's it. I'm like, dude, have you shot this? Oh yeah, dude. But almost a thousand rounds out of it. I'm like, you're kidding. No, 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 no. It's, it's, remind me to have you clean all my guns when you, <laughs> you go over. <laughs> Holy crap, dude! But yeah, no. It's uh, I was I was very pleased with it. I'm I'm super stoked to get the HK because it'll be my nine millimeter, right? Then I will have a nine. I will have a nine millimeter and a three eighty that I I think I will like, and I can't imagine I'm not going to like that that HK. Um, uh, it, it will really catch me by surprise if you don't. It, it seems like something I would very much like. And if for whatever reason you don't, as I said, just show it to the wife, and it, I promise you, you'll it, it'll it'll never look back. Dude, I can't I can't show it to her. She'll just freaking steal it. Like I'll well, be, then I'll really if be out. Don't like it. <laughs> then I'll really be out, man. Well, no, you if at that point in time you get the CCP back. Oh yeah, joy. Yeah, the CCP M2. The I think the the retail on that's about three seventy five ish right at least around here uh the the hk is like twice that (laughs) a tad bit more yeah exactly um yeah no (laughs) no i can't i can't let her see that that's not that's not a gun she's gonna be able to see or have no you you used no 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 you said you like that walther you stick with that walther No, no, no. <laughs> well, the one thing you may actually get either is it sounds like she prefers carrying a striker fire firearm she versus does. a hammer fire she one. Does. That that might be the one saving grace for. And her. I like a hammer fired firearm. Uh, I'm I'm for I, I I do like them. Uh, but she definitely prefers a striker. I, I tend to want to carry a striker, but I do like going to the range to shoot the 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 hammer fire ones. I love the hammer fired guns, and I'll carry a hammer fire a hammer fired gun all day long. I just really would prefer if it had a decocker, you know. Well, I I have I I go back, and this goes back to me having the uh, tiny little you know T Rex hands. Um, I can't reach a double action trigger without adjusting my grip. <laughs> so if I cock it, I'm perfectly fine. Sure. So once again, go to the range, cock the firearm, shoot it, have an absolute blast. But I'm not going to carry that. Right. And like uh, any gun, like a nine millimeter, I'm not going to carry the the nine millimeter. Uh, I'll carry the the Beretta. So the nine millimeter, I don't care if it has a decocker or not. Right. It, does. it doesn't. It doesn't matter to me because I'm not going to carry that every day. It, you know? it has one. 
It's in a weird place, but it has one. <laughs> You're like, it has one. <laughs> it's there. Well, it, it, this is the, it's it's the pure European style. So it's got the paddle mag release, which I actually really like. Um, I I wish more firearms had that. I'm assuming you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. So it's, mm-hmm. Okay. Um, because then I I actually just um pop the magazine with my trigger finger and keep going. Sure. Um, but the decocker is actually on the back. On the like on the back strap? No, it's on the back of this slide right next to the hammer. Oh, oh, yeah. No, I see it. Yeah, I'm looking at it now. Yep, 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 yep. Oh, that's kind of a it, weird place for it, but okay. Well, the, the other thing is, is that it also hits harder than just about every other decocker I've ever dealt with. So the <laughs> first time you put it, it's 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 kind of like, ooh, ooh, oh, okay, it didn't go off. <laughs> <laughs> okay, it did go. All right, all right, we're we're good here. We're fine. Fire. Okay. <laughs> Reminder: it has a firing pin block, so we're good. <laughs> no, no. I mean, look. I mean, you hit the Berettas, and it kind of you know pops the uh, the hammer back. I mean, the the Sigs is almost gentle, you know. But when you hit that that HK with that that trigger, it just slams Wham! it home, <laughs> yeah. and it's kind of like. <gasps> Please don't shoot. Please don't shoot. <laughs> oh, dude, I'm so excited about that gun. Just for the for no other if for no other reason than I will have a small compact 9mm to make fun of my father's Glock 19. Uh okay. that is that if for no other reason. However, um, I got to tell you, man, there is nothing about that little HK visually that I don't like. Um, function, from what you're saying, it is it, it is nothing short of flawless, uh, as as almost all the HKs are. And you know, HKs a fine a fine firearm to. I like them. Uh, well, we we do re- remember what happened the first time I got one. Yeah, and I was having, and I was trying to figure out why the hell it wouldn't feed. <laughs> And it turns out that if you put 380 into a 9 millimeter, it doesn't work as well. You know, I've heard that. I, now, uh, now it'll, it'll shoot. I haven't tried it myself. The back far enough. <laughs> yeah. oh, God, dude. Well, <laughs> <fucking> Walmart. <laughs> Walmart. <laughs> I have finally stopped picking 380s out of my 9 millimeter bucket. Oh, well, that's fantastic news. <laughs> that's always positive to hear. <laughs> it's sort of like the, uh, I watched a, a documentary a while back on coffee, uh, just because I was bored. And, and not that I drink coffee, but it was interesting and stuff. And, and there there's this coffee, uh, big coffee roaster thing. And, and the guy giving the tour on the, on the documentary. And he's like, now, something important to remember. That uh, these coffee beans come from uh, wild places, and uh, we consider it good form to pick all live ammunition out of the beans before they are roasted. (laughs) 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 Way better for everybody involved. (laughs) I mean... You, you know they're growing the coca leaves right next to the uh, coffee beans. Yeah, right next to the coffee beans, and sometimes there are incidents. <laughs> and you know they're not too careful on when those beans hit the ground. They they may throw some other stuff that winds up in the nets and stuff. So yeah, 
Uh, same difference. You know, we view it as a good practice to remove all the 380 from your loose 380 or a loose 9mm dump pouch or can uh, so that when you are loading, you don't get a surprise. <laughs> well, I, I still blame Walmart for it. Uh, you know, uh, that could be. Could be. Uh, uh, no, I didn't even own a 380 at at the time that this happened. So I I bought a big case of nine millimeter, and some and like half the trays were apparently 380 instead. When you put when I pulled them out and just dumped them into the uh, wow. canister. Dude, I can't even imagine. Just like just and it must have taken a little while to figure out because, well, it, they're they uh, they're all straight up both. Brass case and brass um, shelled. Yeah, so they look the same. It's just a, it's a, just a little smaller, you know, just and, a little and, bit smaller. And it fits. Yeah, see, that's the problem, right? Like a lot of people don't realize that 380 is nine millimeter. <laughs> they used to call it nine millimeter short. Okay, there's a reason for that because the Actually, diameter they still, they still do in Europe. Yeah, the diameter is. In fact, the cheetah here says nine millimeter short, 380. Right, it's it's the same thing. Auto three eight, auto eight, three eighty ACP, nine millimeter short. So, it, it's the same freaking caliber, kind of. <laughs> but a nine by nineteen is got a lot more powder to it, but the diameter, just about the same. So, it uh, it must have been. How long did it take you to figure that out? By the way. Oh well, it took me getting rid of an AK. <laughs> those are those have feed problems. <laughs> really, an HK? Oh yeah, it's terrible. <laughs> Every third round, man, I don't um, get it. Yeah, I, I was I was at the the range with my brother and suddenly looked at put two of them right next to each other and went, "That's a fucking 380." Just a damn minute. <laughs> I'm like, I didn't buy any 380. How did how did I get 380? <laughs> what you didn't know is your brother was like dumping 380s in your can. <laughs> well, he didn't have a 380 at the time either. This is before he <laughs> bought the Walder from me. I was gonna say, uh, did he did he have that? Because I would love to do that to my brother just to screw him up. <laughs> no, you can't do that with shotgun shells because my brother shoots a 20 gauge, and uh, at least in the United States, 20 gauge shells are yellow. For that purpose, right? Well, so you can't uh, screw them up. Uh, hey, I, I we've we've had this talked about this one before, and I will never forget it because it is still one of the funniest goddamn things I've ever seen. Was the guy who was trying to convince me that his Glock forty five would shoot both nine millimeters and forty five? God, I promise you it won't. No, yeah, yeah, it will. No, I I promise See, it you. It says Glock forty five, and then right next to it says nine millimeter. Yeah, but it doesn't say 45 ACP, dumbass. It says Glock model, like it's a model. That's the number. See, we can look it up here. It says Glock 45. That's a 40, you know. But leave it to the Austrians to go, yeah, that's good enough. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> we can't see any confusion. No one would be that stupid. Have you been to America, sir? <laughs> like, if you try to put a 45 through that, you're going to have a really bad day. We measure everything in eagles per freedom unit, okay? <laughs> All right, that's not. <laughs> or if you're from the South, Budweiser per freedom unit. Like, whatever, it's fine. But, <laughs> like, your metric bullshit is not something we do here. 
<laughs> I forwarded you something on Instagram. Did you see it about the guy talking about the greatest war resource that oh the U.S. God. would ever have would be rednecks? I love that. I love that so much. <laughs> the Marines would get down there and all the rednecks would be sitting there cracking beers going, we already got it. War's over. Be nothing but empty beer cans and shotgun shells. <laughs> War's over, baby. <laughs> There'll be a line down I-95 full of pickup trucks and NASCARs. <laughs> they couldn't wait to get to the war. <laughs> That's the way to be down here, too, man. Uh, there's another one. Uh, I can't remember what comedian does it. Who's They're they're like saying, you, do you understand what would happen? Oh, they're not going to invade down here. No, the, no, no I, the worst part about it is I'm figuring, I'm thinking even even above and beyond that, I'm thinking a couple of good old boys just out there with their uh, rifles going, everybody, what are you doing? I'm going hunting. I thought there was a war on. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> my favorite, have you seen that one where um, they, they've got a bunch of different versions of it, but my favorite is there's a dog sitting in a police car, and it's obviously a police dog, and he's like, look at this fucking guy. Why are you running? It's like you're running from somebody. Who are you running from? Oh, we're chasing you. <laughs> he jumps out the car. It's like somebody's chasing you. Who's chasing you? Oh, we're chasing you. <laughs> he jumps out the car. That's that's how it'd be. Hey, look at those fucking guys. What the hell are they doing? <laughs> what? It's like they're invading something. Oh, they're invading us? Get my guns. We're going to fix this. We're going to have barbecue tonight. <laughs> Cool down a case of beer. We'll be back in an hour. I mean, like, I, I just as happy as beef on Z Day. Oh my gosh! Can you imagine a happier man than beef <laughs> during a zombie invasion? <laughs> oh, he just look out the window and be like, "My time has come." <laughs> you know? I, I picture him with the uh, Gatling gun in the garage from the accountant. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, I mean, just like he's he's so ready. He's got his AR-15 all modded out. He's got his shotgun. He's got his bat with barbed wire on it. Like he is ready. He is ready for the zombie apocalypse. He can't wait. <laughs> I'm like, what's that? He's like, uh, he looked at me dead in the eye, serious expression. That's my go back. I'm like, go for what? Like, what disaster are you preparing for? And he's like. Zombies, dude. <laughs> okay, I see. I can't make fun of him for that one because though I don't have a go bag in the house, what I do have is a lot of unperishable food in the house these days. Um, enough to the point where my wife is looking at me cross-eyed, like you're bringing in another bin. Yeah, I've got I've, I've got probably sixty days worth of family of four for food. Uh, but what I do have in my uh, work van, I do have what I call the the get home bag. <laughs> See, we're in the South, and in the South, you don't have to worry as much, you know? You just, it's, we're going to take care of that, you well, know? Well, you know, I, me being the OCD person that I am, I read that article several years ago basically saying, if there was a disaster, could you get home? And I started thinking about this because my wife is a school teacher in one of the local school districts, and it would take her. She's she's a half an hour drive away from home, so it would really suck if she had to walk home. I'm anywhere from a three to five day walk home from from wherever I'm working on a given day. Yeah, and that's true. You know, 
see, and and out here, right, in, in the South, that is a weekend activity, right? Woo, let's get it, you know. Yeah, but, but, it, but it also it's also not um, unheard of that somebody would have a uh, camping supplies in their truck. I do. Exactly. I mean, I got cold weather gear. I got warm weather gear. I got tools. I got emergency supplies. I got, yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I, I have an extra uh, rather large backpack in my truck, and it's got everything from protein bars to extras of all my meds, uh, a couple of days worth of all my meds, uh, water, uh, water purifier stuff, water filters, uh, all of that stuff. Oh, yeah. Basically, and everything I would need to walk home from, say, New York City or D.C. Yeah, in the South, they just call that a truck. Because all of them have that, <laughs> plus rope, climbing gear, ratchet straps, cold weather gear. Yeah, but warm weather at, gear. At, at the same time, and to uh, let my conspiracy theorist out, they are starting to uh, pipe uh, national guardsmen into D.C. again. Well, that's just because Texas is shipping all our immigrants via charter bus up there. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. We're just bringing them the extras. It's fine. I laughed my ass off when I saw Abbott do that. Like, I'm not a big political game player, as you know, and I, I pretty much think all of them are crooked. But I did laugh my ass off when I was like, he's like, oh, okay, you want to open up the borders? Let me help you with that. <laughs> Here you go, Chief. Oh. You guys have them. You're going you're gonna, to you're gonna bust them to San Antonio? They're going to get off one bus and get on another. Get on another. <laughs> Here you go. We're going to charter them right to you. I know you're excited. Here you go. Welcome to D.C., folks. Fan out from here. New York's <laughs> north, Florida's south. Have a good day. Uh, yeah. No, I, I don't mean, want to do that to Florida. Well, you know, Florida's, Florida's nice. It's nice around summertime. It's, I mean, other than the bugs and the gators, it's it's pretty nice. Well, yeah, but re- remember, this is less to uh, actually get them someplace nice than it is to prove a point. Oh, no, clearly, you know, but uh, I, I really, I really don't know what some of these people are thinking. And we can go over this in another cast that we have, but, uh, you know, as far as the guns go, I think it's hysterical that while they're waiting on this New York, uh, you know, the the Supreme Court to do New York's thing for the 2A thing, um, half the states in the union have passed constitutional carry. It's uh-huh. like, uh, do you guys see which way the wind's going? I mean, seriously. And and, and, we're, and here comes the, the... okay, this is going to sound very insensitive, and I'll admit it that it is, but I'm going to say it anyway. And because the ironic part is with all of this going on, where is the mass shooting happening? California. Interesting, isn't it? But that can't be, dude. That just can't be because they have great gun control laws in California. So I know that couldn't have happened because gun control laws work. We all know that. (laughs) See, I said that with a straight face. It's like, come on, y'all. Like, how how blatant does it have to be before you go, you know, fellas, uh, this isn't working and many of us have been killed. Uh, what say we do something else? You know, like, how hard would that be? 
It doesn't. It seems very logical to me, but I guess they're not. Actually, I, I think uh, what uh, and if I can find it again, I'll put it uh, out there somewhere for people to read. But it was a very interesting article that I read recently about the fallacy of the old west, and because everybody these days thinks the old west was extremely violent, and with one exception, which was. Uh, the saloons, because obviously alcohol and guns don't exactly mix. Uh, it was probably one of the most peaceful, boring places to live because everyone was armed. If you tried to break into someone's house, you were going to die. Yeah. And and it wasn't even like, you know, uh, oh, if I shoot them, is somebody going to worry, you know, excuse me? No, no, no. You went out and told the sheriff what happened. He went, did you bury him? Yeah. <laughs> Do you know who it was? <laughs> they look familiar. Did, if, you didn't, if you didn't get him, we will, and then we'll hang them. Yeah, you know, like we we reckon we know where he lives. <laughs> you know, like it's it wasn't, and that's kind of the thing that happens. You know, down here, uh, especially in Texas and anywhere but Austin, really. Uh, Austin's the holdout. It is very democratic there, but all the other large cities, you know, and surrounding areas in Texas. One in three people is armed anywhere you go. So, did you, did you get the joy of uh, entertainment of reading the David Hogg tweet that's going out everywhere? No. What happened? David Hogg was nice enough to entertain the population with his level of intelligence and words and wordsmanship when he said, "If you're going to, if have to have a license to hunt and kill." animals you should have to have a license to do the same for people and i think he was trying to go for the fact that if you're going to own a firearm you should have a license which actually i don't disagree with i don't disagree but at that the you same time training. but at the same time he's talking about hunting people it's not a license to kill idiot <laughs> you're not 007 <laughs> fucking moron <laughs> Was it you who sent me the thing the other day? Who the 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 reporter was at a gun range, and he was trying to extort, or you know, uh, you know, extol the 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 dangers of the AR-15, and he kept saying, "This is on full semi-auto." Oh yes, and I'm like, okay, he almost did his research. <laughs> I can pull the trigger really fast. I'm like, and it's and, and you select here, and it's on full semi-auto, and the guys, and the, you know, the instructors just looking at him like, it's on semi-auto, full semi-auto, it's on semi-automatic. <laughs> oh, they don't, like, I I don't understand why. Like, these are obviously people who have never held a gun in their life, clearly. And they haven't done their research. They've never held a gun. Any of the people who are gun control, quote-unquote, gun control advocates, experts, know nothing about firearms. Virtually across the board. And I, it's amazing to me. It really is. I don't. I, well, you, you would think that if you actually are going to become an advocate for something on either direction, that it would behoove you to have legitimate information? Yeah, and uh, yeah, not only legitimate information, but perhaps a legitimate solution, too. Instead of taking, well, if you'll forgive the expression, taking pot shots at trying to fix it, 
like come with with reasonable uh, things that might have a a shot no, again no pun intended of becoming effective but i I, well, I don't but, get, but then you've got like these dumbasses like David Hogg who are throwing things out there that are just so fucking stupid that the you could go down the list of things and basically everything said almost the exact same thing. Dude, they let your ass into Harvard. <laughs> How stupid are you? Like seriously, man. Uh, and and you you just you look at it and go, what is wrong with you? The gun community in general, right? If you're if you're talking if from anywhere from the people in the stores to the trainers to to hunters and sportsmen and alike, you know, whoever it is, it's a very very friendly community, and every one of them, everyone without fail, will tell you, you know what? It's a really good idea to get some training. It really is. You need to practice and you need training. Uh, I don't disagree that having a, a firearm should be unlike having a car. You know, you should have to do a safety course. Uh, honestly, I per- personally, I think that's the perfect model. I know it would take some adjustment for different things. But yeah, but I mean, I, I think the generally, idea of, of, of that model of anyone who, who qualifies can have a license. But you do need to follow these steps to have that license. And once you have the license... You know, good on you. We're Maybe. still going to have rules like no alcohol. <laughs> right. You know, <laughs> don't shoot drunk. There's a fantastic idea. This qualifies as heavy machinery. Why? Because it can kill people. Okay. Don't drive a tractor. Don't drive a car. Don't shoot a gun when you're drunk. Okay. Don't don't, don't use it on people. Same right. thing with cars. You don't drive over someone. Don't drive over somebody. That's bad. Okay. That's lesson number one. Uh, you know, these, these are all things that I think, uh, everyone can embrace, right? These are not stupid ideas. You can, you can kind of get behind all this. I think you should have to do training. I think it should have to be re-upped every eight years, you know, go through the course again. Maybe things have changed. Firearms certainly could have evolved in that time. I mean, look at the, uh, the difference when, uh, let's say you were talking about the seventies and eighties, you know, you took your course for the first time and all there was was revolvers. And then lo and behold, uh, automatics became a lot more prevalent. Not that there weren't automatics back since, you know, 1911, but, uh, you know, maybe you to in well then then even just throw in the advent of the striker fire firearm versus the hammer fired one. Right. There's going to be some differences in training and how you carry it, how you use it, how how you safe the weapon if you safe the weapon. When is the weapon safe to fire? When is the weapon safe to load? How my, you know, my favorite is when somebody picks up a Glock for the first time and goes, "Where's the safety?" <laughs> Let me tell you about that. First of all, put that down. <laughs> Second, let's talk about the difference in firearms. You know, uh, and and that's a fair that's a fair thing. It depends on where you're coming from, right? And how comfortable you are uh, with the weapon you're firing. When I first started firing shotguns, I wasn't comfortable with a semi-automatic autoloader. I I really wasn't comfortable with it. Uh, it took me close to a year to be comfortable with a an auto-loading shotgun. I'm very comfortable with them now, but I didn't buy one until I felt like I could handle it. And that's just me. I had a I had a comfort with uh, a break open and pump action shotguns. I mean, 
so I bought those. Uh, the same with pistols. I never thought, I, I really thought I was going to be a revolver guy for a very long time because that's what I was comfortable with. I didn't trust the automatics I had had my hands on and I didn't have enough time, trigger time with them to, to really feel comfortable with them. That has since changed. That's fine. But training and practice make a world of difference. And I really think everybody should be uh, cognizant of that. I totally agree that there are weapons we don't need. Um, grenade launcher probably falls into that. Bazooka, another they one. Get, they still got 50 BMG on sale. Oh, man. How was the ammunition out by you, by the way? I, uh, honestly, I have a ton and haven't had a chance to go shooting recently, so I haven't been in the store to look. Man, I... Um... They're they're really packing uh, a lot of stuff back on the shelves. It's still expensive, but uh, I can find it all. I can find 380 of any size or shape that I want. Uh, critical defense, you know. I really like uh, Hornady. And they're not paying me to say this, so I can just say it. I like Hornady critical defense. Uh, you know, the ballista, the nylon ballistic tip hollow points. I really like those. Uh, that's the the defense round I use in the 380. But I've noticed that they've also had uh, round nose. Flat nose, aluminum, brass, you know, like all, all the different stuff, all the different grain weights and all that kind of stuff back on the shelves of different brands. Uh, they do that in 9mm, 380, 38 Special, 44 Mag. Uh, or, and oh, I... And I tell you what, one of the things that uh, this has taught me is, is that I have no shame in shooting aluminum. Me neither. I don't either. I have zero issue with shooting aluminum. <laughs> there, there was a period uh, of time where it was kind of like, it was kind of like, uh, you don't put aluminum in your gun. But <laughs> there was also a guy who sounded just like you, and he once said to me that I have my apocalypse planned out because I have all <laughs> the same caliber. <laughs> So well, nine yeah, millimeter is the most common. So I'm set for when there's an ammunition shortage and it's scarce. And I went, huh, okay. And one of the two of us always had shit to shoot and wasn't afraid to shoot their guns. And the other of us said, I can't lose any of my nine millimeter. <laughs> Do you remember that guy? Yes, but that guy has learned some things since then. <laughs> he, he now has his emergency stash and his I'm going to the range stash. Exactly, exactly. Uh, not not only that, but just, you know. Some different uh, calibers. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, I still do at. prefer my 9mm, and I still do prefer 5.56 out of a rifle. But at the same time, I have a 44 Magnum rifle as well. I have a 12-gauge shotgun. I have a 410 shotgun. I, you know, well, I'm still looking for a 45 pistol that will make <laughs> me happy. But I, that, that's kind of that's my white elephant at the yeah, moment. Yeah, right now that's that's the kind of unicorn dancing around that you can't find, man. <laughs> you'll, I'd be really you'll run across happy one. if I could find a find the because it's it's one of those ones like your cheetah that they're not making in any sort of abundance at yeah, the moment. Yeah. But I would really love to find a P320 and 45. I have none of those near me. <laughs> oh, and, and no, and as I said, I didn't expect that you would. I, um, there is not one anywhere close. I've checked the gun store I go to. I've checked this gun store. I've checked Shields. Hold on here, let me check. Cabela's isn't going to have it, but I'll check it. No, Cabela's. they're not going to have it. Uh, 
Nope, they got a 320 and 9mm. Well, yeah, they got a, probably got a ton of those. <laughs> but no 45. Uh, I, yeah, I mean, I, I, I even looked at an HK 45, um, and that was just so far beyond what I was willing to spend on anything. Oh, yeah. No, those are not cheap. I mean, you you probably find the SIG cheaper than the HK. Well, if I could find the SIG. Well, yeah, I mean, there's that. I mean, it's not... Uh... You know, the one good thing about the SIG being... You know, the new military weapon is, is it's really brought the prices down on a lot of the 92s and <laughs> M9s. Uh, but I, I just, dude, I, I don't think you're going to find, like a 45, like nobody's making those right now. I mean, they're just not, well, plus, it's not the, the gun plus, everybody I, wants. I have uh, what would be considered to a lot of people unreasonable qualifications, <laughs> which is I don't want a 1911. Right. Which you and, could find. Which I could find, and I don't, don't want, want a Springfield, and I don't want a Glock. Yeah, which I could find. Yeah, you could I'd find a Springfield. I could find you a Springfield like tomorrow in forty-five. <laughs> you won't want it, but no. I could find you one. Uh, and you don't want a Glock, like eh, Glock, uh, and you don't want a nineteen eleven. Yeah, that means you're kind of restricted. Uh, you're yeah. you're kind of restricted. There's a, there's not that many of them after that. I mean, no, modern, so basi- you know, modern. Yeah, so, so basically, you know, I I would go for a CZ. I was going to say, that's the only other one I could think of. You know, this uh, a nice CZ, but you couldn't. I mean, that'd be more than the freaking SIG. Oh, the, mean, SIG, the SIG, yes. I mean, it's it's a not a cheap gun. That CZ is, uh, and I know the one you're talking about, and it is a beautiful gun. It works great. I love I love the form factor. Yeah, but you it's will, about the same pricing as the HK45. Yeah, and um, honestly, it's pretty tough to find somebody turning one of those loose. That's why I got so excited when I saw that um, that mock-up, that bullshit mock-up of the Glock revolver. <laughs> it's kind of like, ooh, 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 oh, this ooh, is shit. Ooh. Oh, crap, somebody photoshopped it. <laughs> However, I will say this. I hope that your store does in fact have the revolver that we are looking for <laughs> still in stock, sir. Uh, I hope so. I'm going in there tomorrow, and if nothing else, I'll throw a couple bucks down on it if I can't reach in my pocket deep enough. But at the same time, it's just it, it, I saw that on the website when I pulled it up the other day and went... <gasps> will be mine <laughs> oh yeah as we were talking about before the cast you know that that nice heritage tactical 22 long rifle you know i'm gonna throw use the picatinny rail on the top to put a han solo style um pistol scope on it a pistol scope on it and i'm definitely unscrewing the, the barrel and put a fake suppressor on that sucker why wouldn't you sir I mean, seriously, it's all there. It's, it's completely all there. I love it. It is the best ever. I hope, like you, and you, when you get it, if you get it, you got to send me pictures of it. And of course, fully modded out. And, of course, you know, on a nice background, we will totally use that for the backdrop of the cast on whatever cast that winds up being, because uh, that is just that is just like chef's kiss, you know, like it's just oh. <laughs> The perfect, just, what the I'm, hell is that? Like, <laughs> If I go to the indoor range where they check everything first, I'm just, I'm just, I might have to do that just to see the look on the guy's face. <laughs> what, is what, what, what is this? 
why? Why did you do this? Watch. <laughs> you just get a load. Just hold my beer. Watch this work. <laughs> It'll be great if you can't hit shit with it either. That would it's actually like, almost be better. Oh, yeah, it's so gangly and weird and front-heavy that you can't hit anything with it. Like, i gotta got to draw in the pattern a little bit. <laughs> got to work that down. Competition's coming soon. God. <laughs> we'll take it to the championship soon. Oh, It'll be so great. I I cannot wait for that. Like I I've got I've got a deposit on one, but they said the one didn't come in this month, so they're hoping next month. Oh, I'm so jealous that your store got one in. So bad. <laughs> Just hoping it's still there when I get there tomorrow. <laughs> no, why would you want that? Why are people buying these? No, it's not here. Who bought I can't believe somebody bought it the first time and you want one? Like what is going on? <laughs> 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 I guess we'll order another one. Shit, I don't know, I guess. <laughs> I don't know what the hell for. <laughs> oh, man. They got a bunch of stuff at your store, man. They got a little Glock 22. They got a Taurus G3 XL. I like that XL, that, that Taurus G3. That's a nice firearm. I uh, if Well, if the... Um... Uh, the 22 isn't there. I may consider getting one of those little Taurus revolvers that they've got in stock. Just, I'm thinking about using it as an ankle gun. Like the 605s? Yeah. That's a 357, man. I know, so I gotta see how big it is. How big it is. That's a lot of gun. Uh, that's... <laughs> that's... Well, it's only got, a, I mean, it's only got a two inch barrel on it. So the question is, is, you know, Taurus has been known to make some of those revolvers a little bit too light and small for what they actually want to put through them. Um, yeah. Lord knows I. Lord knows I tried the featherweight thirty-eight special once oh, yeah. and was went. Yeah, don't, no. Don't do that. Yeah, no. That's um. You know, Taurus makes a fantastic revolver. They really do. However, anytime you see those featherweight revolvers and they have a caliber that's fairly good sized, um, yeah, that's going to be a wrist snapper. Uh, now a lot of the YouTube guys, oh yes, just to handle it, you know. But it's still that's a lot coming out of a short barrel. Uh, now normally they're five shot revolvers, so I mean they don't. It's not a big cylinder, so you're and, gonna and that's and that's what this is. It's a five shot three fifty seven magnum, but I wouldn't even put three fifty seven in it. I put thirty thirty eight special in it. Yeah, that's what I do too. I mean just just because of the lightweight frame, and you know it's a lightweight frame. Uh, I I don't know. Um, although one of them says it's a stainless steel, so it might be a little heavier. Although uh, you wouldn't want heavier in an ankle gun because it's just be, be like wearing ankle weights, but still. Well, it's either that or go back out and find a car again. Not a car as in drive a car, K-A-H-R. Oh, my God. Those things are terrible, dude. You know that. Yeah, but they make great little ankle guns. <laughs> yeah, but they're terrible. Oh, no. Just, uh, I don't know. I, like, just go get a like a, a little LCP two or something. Oh, I had one of those. I didn't really like it. And you liked the car? Didn't you sell that within like three weeks? Well, the the car was the problem with the fact that my pinky drags on the nine millimeter. <laughs> I mean, I I had a um, CW three eighty that I kept in my pocket for a period of time. 
they're, they're they're really small, like even smaller than the LCP2s. And um, surprisingly enough, not even surprisingly enough, because of how heavy the um, recoil spring is, yeah. actually shoot rather smoothly. I don't know, man. Like, but if you're not carrying it with one in the chamber, uh, you're not going to be able to rack that slide fast <laughs> enough. <laughs> Give me a minute. Hold on. They, they actually recommend that that's how you load the first one is you lock the actual slide back and let it slam it if the first one in forward. <laughs> I don't know. I think that. See, for me, it was, you know, like if I was going to carry something small, it'd be like a Taurus Spectrum, but I'm already selling that. So it's not like I'll, I'll do my carry gun. But, you know. I noticed. I'm I'm cruising your uh, your store's thing. They they do have, and I'm just suggesting a G <laughs> a G19 Gen three bronze Trump gun. It's ready getting, for you. He keeps getting those in stock, and I keep asking him why. Why? Why are you buying selling. this? They keep selling. They can't be selling. They are selling. Who is buying this? He's got more than one. He's got, he's holy shit. He's got a, a bronze one with a gold. Uh, they've a, got they've they've got the uh, American Freedom one, I believe, is what it is, or something like that. And uh, and then they've got the Trump one. No, no, no. It says uh, at least on the website, it says they have two. They've got one for uh, eight nineteen, and another one for eight twenty nine. I have to look at this. Oh yeah, like I, I mean, because you, I usually just pass over the Glock shit. Oh yeah, uh, you look on the third page of firearms, and you'll see it. There's and and there's they the got, freedom. They got one. a lot of the shadow system stuff in. Oh yeah, no, they got they okay. got quite well, a there, bit. There's uh, Gen three bronze with uh, Trump. Yep, and look, there's another. Uh, there's oh, another that, one. That, the other one is the We the People one. That's no, what no, it no. is. No, no, no. Look, I've I've got it. I've got it pulled up here. There's a We the People. Then there's a Trump, and then right underneath it... Oh, God, there's another Trump one. Yes. I told you there's two. You've got two Trump guns. The We the People one, I at least get, right? That's like a, here's your 2A Glock. Okay, I get it. But two, not one, dos <laughs> Trump guns. But once again, people are buying them. And not only that, it's like it's like 820 bucks for a Glock. For a Glock. Yeah, for a Glock. I have no idea. <laughs> I, have, I have no idea. Also, who pays $550 for a C-Camp? A 32 caliber C-Camp, by the way. Uh, somebody who wants a classic. Holy shit. Hell, who pays $850 bucks for a Keltec? <laughs> But that's what they're going for these days. They are, and and, and 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 I and I know this guy. His his markups are not that far. I don't get it. Yeah, I mean, I just I really don't. I mean, I, some of the, I mean, and and, and prices and all of this shit has gone up. I mean, hell, the 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 CZ Scorpions are now over a grand. Yeah, no, they are. They are. They're. I mean, they're close to eleven hundred bucks now. Even down here, they're close to eleven hundred bucks. I mean, I, I mean, you can still get some cheap stuff. Like you've got uh, that uh, that Akar Churchill, that twelve gauge mm-hmm. tactical thing. I mean, that's three hundred bucks. I mean, that's about right. I mean, pistol stock, eighteen and a half inch barrel, that's about right. But you're right. He does have some Magnum Research 
stuff. <laughs> the the Baby Eagle three. <laughs> I looked at that for like two seconds. Oh no, you know, like it's like, oh, come on, man. Like right next to the Gerson, that looks almost exactly the same. <laughs> In forty five. Oh, there's your forty five. Here you, you can have a Gerson. Wait a minute. Where is it? It's right next to the Magnum Research. The Baby Eagle Desert Eagle 3, there's a Gerson in 45 caliber. But it's a 1911. Yeah, but it's a Gerson 1911. <laughs> Screw that. <laughs> Can somebody tell me why a cricket is $370? A 22 long rifle cricket. Why is that $370? Uh, because it's a, um, uh, it's a consignment that somebody wants too much more, too much money for. Holy crap. Somebody got taken in on that thing and it is really trying. I bet you that thing's going to die in that case. It is going to rot away. It Like the zombie apocalypse will come before that gun is consigned or, or successfully consigned. I mean, uh, holy crap, man. <laughs> uh there's like no no you can get a a savage rascal for uh, like 100 120 bucks less i like the antique guns that have got the uh that are listed as unknown <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah i don't know what the hell this thing is <laughs> i have no idea really have you noticed, like, I, I've, like, we have, we both have a Black Aces. I think you've got another Black Aces. I have not seen Black yeah, I've got, Aces. I've, I've got the, the semi-auto. Yeah. Um, I've, I have not seen Black Aces do anything else. Like, I have not seen them in any shows. I haven't seen them in any press releases. I haven't seen them do anything. Uh, but the thing is that they're doing well. Are they? Yeah. I, I mean, in the, in the worst part about it is is that the the, the semi-auto that I have uh, after doing some investigation, it's basically a renamed TriStar. Yeah, yeah. No, that's that's exactly what it is. <laughs> now, and and it's not a it's it like it's it, not even going to even imagine that it would compare to most of the things that you've got, but it will definitely blow somebody off my front porch if I need it to. Oh, absolutely. Twelve gauge will do that just fine. Just fine. <laughs> the only I mean, let's story put this way, let's we'll... put this way: when we talk about like coming and hanging out, that's not even one I would probably bother bringing with me. <laughs> yeah. You know, <laughs> we'd start playing with yours and going, and somewhere along the line, somebody would shoot the black aces and go, "Yeah, we're going to put that one down. We're going to put that back." <laughs> yeah, 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 pretty much. That's uh, that's how that works. Uh, well, you know, it's it's really only got one purpose. Blow somebody off the front porch. Yeah, that's about it. You know, like ending their story. That's that's its job. Uh, but regardless, uh, I have blown through a thousand rounds, or real close to, I think, nine hundred and change rounds of three eighty this week. So much so, I have put a blister on uh, my forefinger uh, from <laughs> holding from my offhand forefinger from holding the gun. I'm worried about Lou. He may lose his trigger finger. <laughs> <laughs> I uh I just can't uh I can't stop shooting this thing. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. So we'll uh we'll see how that goes and uh soon Jake will have a new Beretta and I will have a new HK and we will basically be swapping out for 
each other's firearms. Not the first time we've uh, sent uh, firearms through the mail. But uh, at least well, for I mean, Jake. We're, we're doing it legally. We're doing it absolutely legally. We are going to our respective uh, FFL holders and having them send uh, the guns uh, through the mail. And hopefully this time next week, both of us will have each other's example of firearm excellence. <laughs> and uh, I, I welcome that because uh, I'm going to show off for Bona and he's going to be super jealous and I'm going to laugh uproariously it's gonna be awesome <laughs> but with that said do you have anything else sir i do not right on we will talk to you guys next time on behalf of jake bona and i thank you for listening thank you for downloading if you're interested in more content like this or podcasts Check us out at hawkseyeguns.com. Thanks again, and we'll see you next time.